the flavor of the rhythm I wrote. And while I get a chance here, let me clear my throat. Welcome, Peter Report readers and listeners, to another edition, a special edition, a crossover edition of the Peter Report podcast as we are joined by the special, the beautiful, the beard perfectly trimmed, oh, not stank so much, stank it, let me see, oh, that looks pretty good, all right, actually, all right, all right, all right. The Loose Cannons crew on the Loose Cannons podcast here. We appreciate you guys jumping on this show, man. This has been a long time coming. We've been able to be guests on your guys' show. Getting all three of you in here, I have to tell you, it is the first time that we've ever had four people on the Peter Report podcast since. Big deal, and I appreciate y'all jumping in here. I'm honored. Uh, Absolutely honored. Like, this is bucket list stuff for me, bro. I'm not, I mean, it's, it's Peter Report. As Stank will tell you, I, I tried digging through my closet. I didn't have time. My wife's out of town. But I have hard copies still of Pewter Report, like the actual magazine. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. There it is. Look at it. Pewter Report. It's insane. Is, uh, for those who don't know, Pewter Report was originally Buccaneer Magazine. Yeah. This is issue number four from 1990-something, early I'm on. Only, I'm only 28, so I didn't even know this was a thing. Listen, wow. you don't know, you don't know thirsty for Bucks coverage, like reading it, like yeah. as soon as there was a magazine about my team and I didn't have to read it in the Tampa Tribune and the terrible St. Pete Times, um, God, it was a dream come true, bro. It was better than Playboy, honestly. <laughs> hey, hey, Frank, were you one of the guys that flipped out when they went digital? I was like, I, I want my magazine, man. But it, yeah. porn? it wasn't a both for a while, right? Talking about you talking about porn? Or are you talking about the Peter Report still? <laughs> both, <laughs> bro. I, both. I did. I wasn't alive during hard copy porn. <laughs> you missed out, dude. I was gonna say, Samer, you're 28. I didn't even know you were that young. Dude, Samer is almost what almost a baby. Dead. He's almost unbelievable, dead. and to have a beard like that. I mean, 28 is old enough to certainly have a beard, but like that, I mean, we're guys. Nice. I had Whoa. this beard when I was about seven or eight. I would think. Wow. Yeah, Confirmed. About that. Wow. And so you were shaving with a razor, like no yeah, question, I, at eight years old. I didn't really have much of a choice. I mean, it was wow. either that or just walk around looking like a terrorist. Can we say that well, on this I mean, podcast? I, I don't <laughs> know. Say <laughs> You're saying it about yourself. So I'm never coming back on here, dude. <laughs> but yeah, everybody, is, everybody has entered this podcast with the expectation that things may be a little bit wilder than usual. I think that that's perfectly fine to say. We are going to talk a ton of bucks on this show. Mm. You mentioned shaving. I got to give a shout out to my guy, Christian Perez, with the Tomb 45 shave gel and the hat today. I am repping. You can see it in Christian's repping background hard. there. It is terrific stuff. I'm telling you. This job, I did grab an unopened bottle because I was like, I don't know if people want to see my open bottle. I don't know if that's weird, but anyway, uh, it's great stuff. I'm telling you, check it out. I'm sure Christian talks about it on the Loose Cannons podcast once in a while, but it is great stuff. And we do appreciate him giving us some of these samples to check out because it has been great stuff. And my daughter was rocking the hat yesterday. It's a little big for her. I had to tighten the strap and everything. She was rocking it better than I could. Though. I don't even have a hat, by the way. You don't have a hat? Nope. No hats. Poppy Latte. You don't, know, up. you don't know all the things that he's given out. Samer's got a collection. I have nothing. Wow. I mean, w- with all due respect, I did design say? some of it. So no, I feel like know? he kind of has to give me some of that Fair stuff. Also, you don't you don't use it. Look at your face. You don't he shave properly. Amish half the time. Yeah. What, what do you want to yeah, do? I mean, what do you what, yeah, what do you have I, against Amish beards, bro? I do think every time I've been on the podcast with you guys, you've yelled at Stank for being like overexposed with his light. Because your Samer especially is very. I actually, I'm I'm self conscious now because I have to turn the hat around. I feel like to get my lighting, <laughs> like I had shadows on my face, and I was afraid Samer might call me out. So better look backwards. I was gonna say yeah. now I'm I'm I wanted people to see the tomb forty. Now I don't know. I'm, I'm I, mean, I don't but, know Samer. You have to no no. That flip was it back around. Samer. It was not the great Samer. Flip look it back around because when you flip it backwards, you look like those those. Those baseball players from high school who are now like 35 years old at the bar with wow. the backwards baseball cap and the button down long sleeve, and they just like are constantly way too far up in your like personal space and yelling. That's what you look <laughs> like when you like turn. A, a dad it sounds like around. a very specific personal experience story. You're talking about you. professional. It's all soft, those guys. Professional They're softball all, guy. What's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. guy? After after Got, guys named Kenny and Chase like. Get John Tyler, get out of here, dude! You oh, just got, you just alienated all the Kenny Chase and Tyler's who are watching the show right now. Oh, well. oh Stank is in the chat and on the show. <laughs> I don't think we've ever had that. Oh, we do that all the time. Stank is multi-dimensional That's in right. the chat, participating, <laughs> multi-dimensional, in the show. Wow. translucent. 
All uh, of it. Buccaneer Bruce wants everybody to know oh. Samer has the better Samer beard. does not have the better beard. Thank you. Like, first of all, Samer's not. beard is not fully natural. Let's not. get that out of the Whoa. way. Whoa. Right this is real. Look, look. This is Stank. real. Hey, Stank, confirmed. Samer's beard confirmed. is all. It's also sponsored. Also Finally, no. Stank not mean mugging. <laughs> He's usually doing this. Everybody in the chat. All right, let's talk about some bucks. Did we talk about your favorite team? Everybody's favorite team? I have there's a lot I need to hear. Let's honestly. do it. I have yeah, been on good. guest on your show on the Loose Cannons podcast, which by the way is tremendous stuff. Bucks fans, if you are looking for more Bucks content, I'm telling you, you got to check out the Loose Cannons podcast. Most of you know this. You're here. You also are will be watching and checking out the Loose Cannons podcast whenever their next episode drops. But I'm telling you, these guys, they do awesome stuff and you should check it out. But I need to know more about the Genesis here, and it goes back to fans you all have this background where you love the bucks Stank mentioned it and he was talking about how like he has a buccaneer magazine and all that and so i'm i'm curious here how did this come about your we'll start with your love for the team and then we'll kind of move more into the loose cannon side of things but christian what about you like what what's we'll go christian stank sam or just around there uh, around the horn and just talk about how did this happen how did you start loving the bucks even though they went through some tough years so um I grew up in a single parent home, my mom. So I gravitated towards basketball because it's just what my friends were doing. So I really didn't pay attention to the Bucks. But I remember working at a pizzeria and we had a tiny TV, like, you know, the little NASCAR yeah. ones. People yeah. Were, yeah. Take the barbecues and stuff. Yep. And they had the, the, the game on there and it was packed. I saw the energy. And somebody th th wrote an article on Keyshawn Johnson in his book, Throw Me the Damn Ball. So I instantly gravitated towards that. I was like, who is that guy? Why is he mm -hmm. being rash and cocky, et cetera? And then my true love, love, love for the team came when I met my wife. Uh, my father-in-law was a huge Bucks fan, and he passed that on to me. It was like tradition. We're watching the game. Sundays, we're not going anywhere. And yep. then I surpassed his fandom and turned into a full-blown, like, just super, like, just obsessed and then I went through the whole roller coaster, like, like, like we all do, you know? Yeah. We lose. My whole week is crappy. I'm in a bad mood. Mm -hmm. Now I've learned to take, you know, kind of temper that. But uh, that's where it started. My father-in-law. I thank him for this, um, this sickness that I have that is now Bucks fever. I think that's a fair way to say it. Yeah. Stank, you got the Bucks fever. When did you catch it? Yeah. I came in right, right out of the canal. I caught it. Um, you know, immediately they tried to, uh, give me all types of different medicines. Nothing cured it. Vaccines. Uh, I'm not nearly as old as Mark cook. I mean, not even close <laughs> to as old as Mark cook, but, uh, I would happen to be born the same year. The bucks were, uh, went to my first game at five. I actually looked it up December wow. 13th, 1981 against the San Diego chargers with some obnoxious lady yelling, go, go San Diego. Um, and then, you know, you don't know what you're watching at, at that age. The next year, my dad brought me to another game. It was against the Dolphins. And that's when my hatred for other teams started. I hated the Dolphins because the stadium was packed with Dolphins fans. Uh, you know, not, not a whole lot's changed. Um, but uh, ever since then, I've just been an addict. And wow. uh, I grew up, uh, my parents had a business in the old Tampa Bay Mall. My dad did business with Doug Williams. And I got to hang out with some of the players early on. Nice. And so, yeah, just... Uh, just followed them ever, ever since to, right. to, to now. And Samer, you're obviously much younger than these guys, much younger. But just curious how that uh, came about for you. Because you've been, you're 28, so you're younger than me. So you've been, I mean, <laughs> I'm not, not actually Come on. He's not 28. Clearly you are 28. He's not 28. You are 28. You're clearly at heart. At heart, I am 12. In reality, <laughs> As it relates to the Mayan calendar, I am 36. No, no, no. I, I know you're trying Mayan to be humble. Calendar? This is just you trying to be humble and trying to it's be It's true. Humble. I mean, I am, I am the best at being humble. So it, it's sometimes it's difficult to relate to me and talk to me. I get it. But, yeah. it, you know. Samer, it it, it's like, it, John, listen, it's like Jake Arian says all the time. He doesn't have pores. I mean, look mm -hmm. at him. He's beautiful. Oh, I, I see easy. it. I, it's easy there, yeah. to, 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 to misunderstand or to get tricked into thinking he's 28 or, le or less. But he's uh, no. I don't he's, listen. I don't, listen, I don't think it's early, a trick, but. Anyway, er, earlier in the week, somebody nicknamed me Buccaneers Xerxes, and I, I really like it. I, I like I really like it. And he's beautiful, too. If you've watched the movie, he's caught. He's covered in baby oil the entire film, oh, like the Perfect. entire two and a half hours of 300. 
is that man just bronzed up and covered in baby oil. Anyway, how did I become a Bucks fan? Yes. yes. Uh, honestly, it was I, I was in I was in fifth grade, and they hired Tony Dungy, and my dad used to always watch football. I really didn't care for it. I was young, and then one day he sat me down. And he's like, "Hey, they just hired a new coach, Tony Dungy." So I'm watching it, and you know the Bucks are on TV, and I was kind of okay, you know, kind of into it. And then the next off season is when they were going to debut the new uniforms, and they put out this like coloring contest for kids to fill out and design their own uniforms, and then submit them to the Bucks. Obviously, they didn't take the ideas, you know, into into you know, consideration, but I remember I did all that. And then I started to get into the, into the team and then I couldn't wait for them to release the actual uniforms. And they did and they went 10 and six and I fell in love with work done. And, and then I found out about Warren Sapp and Derek Brooks. And ever since then, I've literally been addicted. Like I remember I was in sixth grade and I would just constantly doodle the Buccaneers uh, numbers, all my favorite players numbers all over my worksheets in class, but I would do them like to the exact Jersey font. And that's kind of maybe where that uniform obsession started for me. But that's really where it started. Honestly, it was the first year that Tony Nungy was hired and I've been just obsessed with it since then. I, mean, I would steal newspapers from my neighbors to read it. I would listen to 620 or back then it was 820. I think it was or 1010, whatever it was mm. back then. I think it was 820 and we would listen to Sandy Penner. Um, uh, what's his name? Big Dog, obviously. And then I uh, uh, can't remember his name, but the the, uh, the godfather of that station honestly i think he was he was better than than big dog but i used to listen to all of that constantly and then huh. i just it just made me con i'm just obsessed like Samer, literally addicted to the team wow. can you confirm or deny Samer, that you won but the bucks couldn't afford you back then either for the designs yeah so it's really weird because i designed a pewter red with a slight orange trim like uniform design when i was in fifth grade and yeah. I never heard back from them. And I remember at that moment being very upset that they didn't give me credit, but you know, the naturally humble human being that I am, I said, it's all good. You know, there it'll benefit the team because that's when they turned it around. If you remember correctly, when oh, they yeah. debuted those uniforms, it was like a totally different, like, so it was the uniform you're saying, you're saying they took, your uniform. I mean, I, I mean, it did it not happen again in 2020 when I did the uniform design again. And then we won a super bowl. I mean, proof's in the pudding. I don't want to toot my own horn because that's not my nature. So no. <laughs> hey, hey John, John, I don't know because Samer got here late. Uh, I don't know. We, we forgot to mention you may want to get a buzzer for Samer. Like give him a timer when it's yeah. his turn to talk. You have to give him a time limit or else he will continue <laughs> to talk the entire time. I'll yeah. just I'll just make I'll just make a sound with my voice, maybe. And I'll just <laughs> cut him off that way. I'll be up to end one. But hey, I did want to make sure we mentioned uh, we're all drinking it. So we make sure we mentioned our Celsius. What flavors y'all got? I, I got the tropical vibe. For the, the first orange. time, I'm trying kiwi guava for the first time, and it's really good. Oh, yeah. yeah, kiwi guava is a go to. One. What's what do you have there? Is that what's that apple pear? Uh, yeah, listen, I go, I went with the exotic Fiji pear. And listen, for all the people who want to hear me open, ready? ready? Oh, 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 listen to that sound. So Woo! So That's sad. how I start my mornings right there. When I get up for workout. I'm telling you, man, uh, zero. Uh, the fact that this has zero sugar in it and tastes as good as it does feels like a cheat code. Accelerates metabolism, burns body fat. The flavors are unbelievable. I mean, man, you can try good. all these different types of flavors, and they're all good. It's unbelievable what, uh, what Celsius has been able to produce. So make sure you check out Celsius. You can go to Celsius.com, check out the flavors that you like, uh, and you can also uh, go to the banner ads on PeterReport.com, click through and get yourself some Celsius because there's lots of, lots of good flavors out there just waiting for you to explore them so hey, make sure I'm you not, check out celsius i'm not saying that just to say that like no i, I was obsessed with monsters guys and then yeah. i, I kind of try to trick myself into the sugar-free ones because they're healthier and my right. wife was like it's enough and then she put me on the celsius i got celsius in my fridge right now because that's what my wife drinks i usually do the black coffee but when i want a little bit of flavor it's not gonna affect me with the sugar oh. bad stuff I yeah celsius. i'm telling you it's it's a game i mean i never drank any energy drinks no caffeine nothing and Celsius to change the game for me. They've been the first thing that I've drank, enjoyed, and, and stuck with. So yeah, uh, it's been good to stuff. Me the other day, John, I accidentally spilled a bottle of vodka into my cup of Celsius. <laughs> it's for some, they went together so well. <laughs> I, was, I was shocked. Oh, I've definitely I've been there. I've tried that. It is a deadly combination for Man. sure. And I mean good. I don't mean literally deadly or deadly. Other, I mean, shout out to possible. Tito's vodka if y'all need. <laughs> sponsors <laughs> there you go let hit stank up let him know uh a corman says i was never a bucks fan until the checks came in but love me some loose cannons sr mc uh, mark cook and uh ts who's ts trevor sick oh trevor sick he's, he's throwing the panthers fan the panthers. panthers fan i was gonna say he's a panthers fan trevor van in the box i don't know yeah 
don't know if he counts. But also, I mean, this is true. I was never a Bucks fan until the checks came in. And I don't know if I would refer to myself as a fan now. But although I obviously, like I've said before, you if you cover the team, you want the team to win. You, you, you try to act like you don't. You're absolutely, it's stupid. It's a lie. There's no reason to do that. Uh, obviously, you want the team to win. So I guess in that way, you could consider me a fan. But actually, although I've always been a Steeler fan because I grew up a Steeler fan, uh, you have other teams, right? As you're a kid, you have other teams you're rooted in and you're interested in, especially when you're younger and you don't really know like what it is to just swear off all of the 31 teams and just focus on one team. So you watch the playoffs and especially on the NFC side of things, you're looking for teams to root for. So it would always be a different team each year. You know, you're cheering, you're watching the NFC side of the playoffs. You want somebody different to win. And there was definitely that, that four or five year stretch where the bucks were really good with that great defense. Now I knew every player on their team. I knew I had all their football cards. Um, actually at one point I had more, this is ridiculous because the bucks weren't like necessarily ever the most popular team in the league. I had more bucks football cards. And by the way, if you don't know, I have a collection of like 40,000 football cards from when I was a kid, but I have more bucks football cards guys than I have any other NFL team except for the Cowboys at one point. I don't know if it's still that way, but there was a good chunk of my childhood where like, that's how many, but I just had tons and tons of bucks cards. And so, yeah, I was, a, I was actually like, I remember in the Washington game where they screwed up the field goal or whatever at the end of the game, that defense rooting for them and cheering for them at that point in time. Um, and uh, yeah, so that was a really, really fun team. And I was definitely cheering for them in the Super Bowl against the Raiders that year. I distinctly remember that. John, and- John, there's so much like the Steelers franchise has touched this franchise in a lot of different ways. Obviously Dungy, you know, being a Steelers guy, you know, Minnesota, but eventually came here. Right. But for, to me, the, the guy who changed this organization, uh, you know, from the beginning, Hardy Nickerson came out of that Pittsburgh uh, organization and brought that type of mentality over here. So th- th- there's been al- always been some carryover and now with Bruce Arians. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and the, there's uh, the, the plenty of connection over the years. And now I feel like people are always like, Oh, you're from Pittsburgh trying to tell the Bucks how to run an organization. I was like, no, I wish the Bucks would tell Pittsburgh because I think, you know, it seems funny for Bucks fans, but I think the shoe is on the other foot now. I think Pittsburgh has had a great legacy, but there's a lot of things Pittsburgh's not doing well as an organization and they're not on the cutting edge of. And I think Bucks fans are kind of just learning this and figuring it out maybe, but I think the Bucks are on the right side of a lot of this stuff, the sports science stuff, the analytics uh, the way that they've incorporated those, the way that they've incorporated numbers a little bit into what they do, uh, being able to draft and value certain positions in the draft, like the secondary, they flooded it in the draft. That's not something that Pittsburgh has really ever done. And because of that, it's been one of their weaknesses for years. I think they win at least another Super Bowl if it had been a strength of theirs. It's one of the most important positions in the field. So there's a lot of that where I'm like, man, I think the Bucks are at the pinnacle of the NFL in terms of what they are trying to do and the way they're trying to do it as an organization. I think right now the focus is on Brady and Arians and the new coaching staff, and that's great, and that should be. But I really think the way the Bucks are doing things is going to open up this window for them to be able to win long term. I know that's something that Bucks fans really haven't experienced because it's been kind of a rocky road, but I do think they're really on uh, that type of a track. And it's you know, it's exciting because obviously with Jason Light coming in and being here now as GM for a while. Um, that's going to be something that continues. And speaking of Jason Light, you guys have had the opportunity to forge. What is What do we even call this? Like uh, a hold bromance? On second, John. Hold on. Though. Hold on one second, though, John, because I got to correct you. On our podcast, you, you, went, you went there. I got, I got to go back a little bit. I got to rewind 30 seconds real quick. Mm. Okay. Cor- correction. Okay, John, because you said when you're a kid, you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. And before you, you know, go swearing off all 31 t- the other teams, mm. you know, you, you force some relationships. You kind of like the Bucks from afar mm. on our podcast. Maybe you don't swear off all 31, but one particular team is sworn mm. off. And I'm going to keep this PG because I'm on the Pewter Report podcast. <laughs> but it's forget Frick. Frick. Forget the Saints. Okay. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. team is sworn off. Oh, okay. Jason Light, continue. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, yes, I agree with that. And I think that uh, that's a probably a good point to springboard into that big win that turned it around, right? We're in the oh, playoffs boy, and they my have this sweating. My boy's I mean, sweating from how angry he just got. I see it. <laughs> me. No, me, me, me. Not me. you. No, no. Latte's sweating. Oh, 
Dude. He was that amped up about the Saints and that yep, big yep. win, obviously, that turned everything around and kind of put all that pat history mm -hmm. in the past, right, in the yep. playoffs. I mean, that was obviously a pivotal moment for the franchise, and I think it pointed a lot to the leadership of that organization and the direction they've been going as an organization for a long time. And I think it just took that quarterback to get there. A lot of that was spearheaded by Jason Light. Obviously, the drafting over the last five years has been spearheaded by Jason Light. You guys have been able to form this – you're going back and forth on Twitter with Jason Light, and he's there is going to be a wrestling match. It's going to be set up between Jason Light and Stank, and I just I don't know what's in store for us in this match. I definitely have money on Jason Light. No offense, Stank, and I think Samer, you probably agree with me on that, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I've seen Stank. He can barely walk without falling well, over, and I've seen him fall over, and Latte's seen him fall over. This this man is as just fall over. If Twice you know basketball. Day, He's basically the Luke Longley of Buccaneer fans. That's exactly what he is. I mean, there's just no balance, no coordination. I'm not sure how he gets out of bed yet without still, injuring himself. Yeah, I'm still every a morning. pro, right? Just like Luke you guys, Longley. You guys, you hey, hey, Sam, you remember you remember Dexter Jackson, the return guy that was going to be our, our, our return guy. That every time he got the ball, he would just slip and fall. That's, yeah. I mean, that's. Listen, he needed better. Clean. He was the he was the only I'm, return I'm, guy that made me miss Tim Brown just fair catching every literal <laughs> punt yeah, that came listen, to him. Listen, ever since Jason Light challenged me. Yeah, to a cage, you. We should to a we should say that, yeah. wrestling match live on Twitter. I've been thinking more so about what I'm gonna wear. That's like for some reason the thing that's in my head. I think well, I'm gonna go old school, old school caveman leotard, like the two straps over the shoulder, the yes. black one, you yeah, know. Yeah. So that way real the, thin straps, all yeah, thin straps that way the, yeah. the taco meat can pop out on the front, right? And right, right, uh, right. you know, obviously the lube up from toe what? to head. Uh, what, I, you I, know, what I don't understand getting grippy, John, is you know, Jace, because you know. It's we love Jace. It's a little. Nice. I love Jace too. You, talk, you you're not allowed to call him that. That's Hammer <laughs> are like we're brothers as a trio, and you're just kind of on the side. I don't know why John, he came on the show, and he's under the impression that Stank is a ranch fan. So he's like, this. Has <laughs> I don't either. I don't know. We're like, what? <laughs> Wait, why though? Do we know? I, I don't know. <laughs> I think he thought he thinks that because I love dry rub and he's anti dry rub that he thinks I'm also a ranch lover, which. I'd he, literally rather he has so I, I much know. hate for he has so much hate for Stank's love of dry rub that he just clumped him in clumped to him the right. ranch lover as well. Yeah. And and just so you know, you, the reason you can't call him Jace and Christian and I can, I mean, I've I, I've exchanged freaking tailors with him. Me, me and Jace were sharing like just yeah, yeah. personal things, you know, and and, yeah. and I sent a tailor up to, you know, where he's vacationing. I'm not going to tell everyone where he's having his vacation right now, but I sent my tailor up there and we've been working on putting him in to a Borat styled wrestling uh, outfit for, wow. for the match. Yep. Uh, so we're, gonna, we're making sure that it showcases all of Jason's Confirmed. strengths body yes. physically wise, obviously, but yeah, yes. it's going to be, it's going to be pretty epic. And yeah, wow. he's, it's totally going to be a baby oil match mm -hmm. and there will be a pewter paint bucket at some point. Wow. Sponsored by Stephen Beck's baby oil. There will be blue cheese involved as well. There will be blue oh, yeah, cheese absolutely. involved in the wrestling match. I mean, yes. Yeah. Yes. Wow. You got to find a purpose for it, I guess, since you have that and ranch now. are no good on wings. Listen, and don't worry, Bucks fans. Wow. I'm not going to hurt our general manager, okay? The guy is a we god, know. a genius. <laughs> You're not we're not, we're not worried gonna, about it. He's going to kill you. <laughs> what? I appreciate what? you pointing that out, but what? we're not worried about it. Right. I'm gonna, exactly. I'm going to take it easy on him. Thank you. I want to take it easy on him. No, listen, he's 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 hitting almost a hundred percent these days. Uh, you know, I, I was a big fan of what he did in the draft this year. Absolutely. I, I love Jason, but I'm a, I'm gonna teach him a lesson though. No, you sure. on what? Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> well, one of the opportunities people are gonna get to interact with Jason Light potentially at some point this year. Word on the street is he has promised to appear at one of these during these loose cannons travel packages. He has promised to appear at one of these away games. So mm -hmm. I want to give you guys the opportunity to tell people a little bit about what you're doing here with loosecannonstravel.com. And if people don't know, pull up another tab while you're while, take your eyes off these beautiful faces for just a second. Pull up another cat tab right now and check out loosecannonstravel.com. There is some awesome stuff you guys have started just recently, too. Travel packages for Bucks fans. You pay a fee and you get a ton of stuff kind of included in this package at a really an unbelievable rate. And while you're talking about it, I'm going to pull up some of the packages here and just show people. It's going to it's going to cover our faces for a second. I know I apologize, people, but uh, it's it's, it's going to be an opportunity for people to see some of the pricing that you guys have put together for these things that are really unbelievable deals. 
How did this come to be? Whoever, whichever one of you kind of spearheaded this, can you talk about how this plan came to be? Uh, and, and, and people can kind of just look at some of it. Look at what it all includes. Hotel stay, Friday night party, Saturday night pep rally, Sunday catered tailgate, and ticket to the game. Are you kidding me? If you get four people to go, you're paying just over a thousand bucks for yep. all this per person. I mean, this yep. is this is for the LA game, by the way. You have packages for the Rams game, for the Saints game, and the Falcons game. How did this come about? No, not the uh, Rams game. No, yeah, I'm it's sorry. Just, no, it is the Rams game. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. It, it, it just kind of randomly happened. We were talking about, you know, we, the, I don't think any of us have ever been to another stadium. I definitely haven't. Um, pretty hmm. sure Chris I haven't. hasn't. I yeah, haven't. I think have. Stink may have. <clears throat> but we were talking about going on the road last year, and we couldn't go to Vegas. We couldn't go anywhere because of COVID. It kind of robbed us of that experience. And so this year, we're like, why don't we figure out a way to get all these other Bucks fans that we don't know and that we do know from everywhere, even from overseas, mm -hmm. to come with us and throw this as, as a massive party. And instead of doing what most people do, where it's just, you know, get there on Saturday, go to the game on Sunday, go home Sunday night, whatever, we decided let's make this like a mini vacation. Because most of the time during the season, I don't go to weddings, I don't go on vacations, I don't go on trips, I do not miss a Bucks game. I don't right. care if there's. Yeah, I don't go anywhere. That's it. No. It's these three beautiful gentlemen in front of me that I hang out with, and that's it. So we said, let's figure out a way to get this on the road with Bucks fans, and let's just take over stadiums like people, other fan bases have done to us. So we put together what we call a VIP package. It's four nights. We take care of a four-star hotel for you. If you want two beds for two people or two beds for four people, the more that you crew up, the less you pay per person, and it includes a Friday night event with food and drinks and a party atmosphere it could be a rooftop party could be a booze cruise all sorts of different options on the table and then saturday night we do a pep rally and we help raise money with a little live auction at the end of that pep rally on saturday night for the arians family foundation which a part of every package we sell already goes to them and also uh sean Murphy bunting and his mother's foundation that deals with helping um young athletes and the parents that support them continue to support them so that they can succeed and, and, and get to the pros and make it, you know, through the, you know, the pitfalls that can occur as you're, you know, growing up and getting through all that stuff. And yeah. then on Sunday, we team up with the biggest Buccaneer tailgate in that city or the, the biggest opposing tailgate. So for New Orleans, they have a giant tailgate with Saints fans and they're actually really nice people and they raise money for a really good cause. So we join forces with them. The, the menu on the New Orleans tailgate. Can I, can I share the menu? Can I please share the menu? Unbelievable. Oh, please. Can I share the, the menu, menu for New Orleans when y'all told me over the can phone? I share the menu because yes. I'm a foodie, bro. I'm down 35 pounds, but I'm a foodie, okay? Listen, on the menu, you got Southern Seafood, golden fried catfish with boiled mm. shrimp served in an eight-foot pierogi. Okay. What? Some red potatoes and corn on the cob. Then you got some New Orleans flair. You got some jambalaya. Ooh. Smoked sausage, mm. chicken, red beans, and rice, and some ham. Smoked sausage and turkey and ham, po' boys. By the way, all of these tailgates also include a bottomless bar. Did you just say That's bottomless? Right. I said bottomless. You said bottomless. Whoa. Whoa. Every single what? Every whoa, whoa, whoa. Draft beer, champagne mm. for the Ali's, of course. I mean, I think Chandler's going to drink anything less. Red and white wine, soft drinks, and then for stank. Because it's his favorite drink. They have a signature infused vodka Bloody Mary. Oh, for those of you that yeah, don't oh make those God, choices, man. they have a cash bar for you to get whatever you want. But that that's every every single every single tailgate. Like in LA, we're joining up with the Buckaholics. In Atlanta, we're going with the Metro Bucks. Every single tailgate in our package includes unlimited food and drink. You basically wow. could show up and enjoy the entire four days with us and not actually pay for anything. If you don't want to, if you want to buy extra drinks at our events, you can, if you want extra food, you can, but it's already included that you're going to get to eat. You're going to get to eat, drink. You're going to get the party. And then on Sunday after that tailgate, you get to go in with a game ticket and watch our bucks beat the crap out of whoever we're facing LA, new Orleans on freaking Halloween. Mm -hmm. Halloween. We're going hey, to leave the state. And go to Halloween on Bourbon Street. Street. Sam, a couple you people, a couple people in the chat have said, "Listen, I live in LA. I have a ticket already. I live in Atlanta. I have a ticket already." Can you can you speak to those fans who live locally, um, and and they want to participate, um, but obviously they don't need the game ticket and things like that. If you don't need the hotel because you're already in that town, simply go to our website, find the package page that you want to participate in, 
and fill out the payment form and just put in the notes that you don't need the hotel stay. And we'll send you a customized invoice, whether you want it to be a three payment invoice or a full payment. Uh, we'll send that to you without the hotel. If you, you already have- Did you say payments? Payments? Yes, you there mean? are. You can do you can do a three payment plan if you sign up. I think for July fourth, you can do it in all three payments. It's like three hundred something dollars a payment if you have four people. It can, it's 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 mm -hmm. nothing. It's literally nothing, and you can and it stretches out once a month, and you have all the way up until September first to get it all taken care of. Now, again, fill it out if you already have game tickets. Same thing. Hey, I don't need game tickets. I have. I need everything else. Fill it out. In the form, we'll send it. We'll take care of you. We'll, we're doing everything we can to get people out there who already live in that town and have fun. And Zachary Johnson, you are right. Staying is definitely <laughs> I bottomless. Zach. I, love I love Zach. John, does Travelocity do payments? I don't think so, man. Mm -hmm. We broke this up for you guys oh. real easy. Little little bite at a time. Stan, can you explain to people? Because I know you, you've been chomping at the bit, bro. It's like a little wind-up toy. Mm -hmm. What's going to happen in New Orleans on that weekend, bro? What's gonna happen? First of all, it'll be a miracle if I make it to the game. And so I need as many people there to babysit me as possible. Uh, you just you. said bottomless bar, which every bar I've been to has been bottomless. And that's just kind of the way I live my life. But I plan to go to, you know, a cemetery and you know, obviously bury Drew Brees, you know, do a ceremony there. I need people with me to help me do a ceremony to put Drew Brees to rest forever. Uh, I'm excited about the food. That's pretty much that's all, good, all all that's good about that 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 dumb city. Uh, their food and that's obviously the infrastructure, but their team is just awful. I mean, we own that city, we own that team, and we're just gonna go there and you know put our stamp on them again because that's our stadium now. And I just can't wait to be with all these fans doing it. I, I can't Halloween night yeah. in New Orleans. It's gonna get freaky. I mean, and, and what's so great about this deal is on top of everything, which oh, I think the pricing is unbelievable. I don't know how y'all get all this in the pricing, yeah. and it's unbelievable what you put together for people. But you also, you get a chance to get a signed football, or you get a signed football from Sean Murphy Bunting if you yeah. purchase a package or set up a payment plan by July 4th. You get hey, a John. signed football by the, by the, way. the interception king himself. Thank you. What a run in the playoffs. So by the way, John, if if you book a two person, you get two footballs. If you book four, you get four. That is one. Four footballs. Four footballs. Every every single person that's in a package gets a football. So if you have a four, four balls package, are better than two. Getting, yep. Who doesn't like four balls? I love four balls. Big I'd love to have four balls. balls constantly. Big fan. Yeah. I mean, imagine the kind of the, the the damage you could do if you have four balls. Incredible. Sean Murphy bunting sign balls, especially. Exactly. Oh yes. Incredible. The best kind. Best Where are you going to find those? Best kind. You can't find them anywhere okay. else. So go over to loosecannonstravel.com. Get yourself one of these packages, especially if you're one of those people that's always said, oh, I'd love to go to a Bucks away game, blah, blah, blah. This is probably the best team you're ever going to see. It's probably one of the best teams in the last, I don't know, forever in the NFL. This is one of the better mm -hmm. teams we've seen put together. Who knows if it'll meet expectations or not, but you want to be along for the ride. You want to see how this thing goes down. And so you, this you is You want to be man. there. Yeah. You can say you were, you were part of the 20, the only 20 and 0 team in NFL history. There, oh, there you go. We didn't get to see it last year. We didn't get to take it no. in. Hey, hashtag we outside. Samer, do you want to tell them the little bit of swag stuff that's also included that you can only get on the trip? Or is that still not information we're sharing? John, no, we didn't no. tell you about we, that, John. I don't you. know we about this. this. this is so new. every trip you get, we, we have comes with a commemorative patch for that destination. So as we do these throughout the years, you'll be able to collect hopefully all 31 other destinations and on top of that, you also get the Loose Cannons Travel Crew patch with that as well. We have some cool sponsors that are chipping in with some awesome stuff that we're going to put in some cool swag bags when we check in. We'll have an itinerary ready for you on Friday morning check-in at the hotel. Like, we are going to take over the hotel. Like, I haven't told anybody this, but we are wrapping the elevator doors at each of these hotels with a giant Loose Cannons logo. You're not going to forget Revenor who's taking over this hotel, who's taking over this city. Like, it's about time, right? So we're going to be in a group, and the tickets are going to be clumped together throughout different sections of the stadium and close to each other so that we can be loud as a group. Just like we saw when the Arizona Cardinals did it to us a few years ago, it's time for us to do it to other people. And mm -hmm. L.A. Buccaneer fans are in L.A. and in San Diego. They're Ooh. freaking loud. They're there. You guys Lord. have heard of the legends of the Buccaholics tailgate out in California. We're joining forces with them. We're going to be out there with them. The money goes to their cause and their charity as well. So this is an awesome opportunity. Um, I know it sounds like we're trying to sell you guys on this, but this is one of the – like I, I, I'm in Sarasota. I know yeah. like maybe two Bucks fans. Right. And I've been here basically my whole life. 
to be able to meet other Bucks fans, people that we haven't gotten to meet before, people who maybe watch the show, don't watch the show, coming from all – I mean, there's some, some people coming from the U.K. to the L.A. game. Like, that's that's crazy. All you yeah, got to do is take UK, care of getting – West Virginia. We have people coming yeah, from all over the place. You get yeah. to hang out with us. We, You know, it, 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 just hanging out with me is, is ridiculous, right? You guys can attest to that. It's awesome, right? I mean, I can say it. I'm – but well, you're humble. You, that, would, you wouldn't say it about yourself because you're so humble, but these guys it's might say true. it. It's true. But listen, last time the LA Buckaholics had a party, Warren Sapp showed up at a freaking mansion on a party. And we all know, we all know oh, how much this, Warren Sapp yeah. loves Sammer. And he oh, loves that, that, me, exactly. Oh, yeah. He's a big fan he's, of you. Huge, <laughs> fan, huge fan of mine. So, you know, hopefully, I mean, he's if there. these guys are going to show up, though, that's going to happen. Like these yep, kind of yep. events don't go down without attracting attention of, of of those types of people that's what happens in these cities so and it is an unbelievable opportunity at loose cannons travel la out. la is the trip that jason light said find the wing joint without dry rub or, or ranch i'm just saying yeah. guys I'm he sure. said he's gonna drop in on one of these i think it's gonna well, happen. you want to have some brewskis with the best gm in the league i'm just saying look we I've, I've already contacted the wing joint in the bar i've paid ahead of time for all of the ranch to be thrown out okay to be thrown out completely th there's there will be no ranch at any of these parties just so you guys know so if you absolutely need to have ranch bring it into like bring it in some sort of unmarked container keep it in your coat i don't want to see do like when you're drinking a beer at like two in the afternoon put it in that that brown paper bag a koozie yeah a well, ranch here's koozie? What, hmm. here, here's what i don't why do we why do you need a dip for wings like i've never don't no we respect unless, no yeah. no it, it's not a need it's, not it's a just a wand. It's it's an added little bonus, you know. If but doesn't it decide... take away from the flavor of a wing? I've seen your wings, Samer. I've seen like mm. they look unbelievable. Like they, I would not want to take anything away from that taste. You haven't. It's an added pot. little bonus. It's like dipping. It's like dipping. Uh, you know, in, in any other type of sauce for any other food. I mean, it's just an added little bonus. It it enhances mm. the flavor. That's why you don't dip it in ranch because ranch ruins your wing. Blue cheese oh, enhances 100%. any wing. Let me ask you a question, John. You, you ever had a roast beef sandwich? It's good, yes. but the au jus is good too. It's just a little, little, just yeah. little au jus. That's true. I would say that that's not very. I wouldn't even say that it would be my. It wouldn't be my top choice without the sauce like that. That, but wings, I feel like I wouldn't say that about. Like I just genuinely love wings, and I wouldn't dip them in anything. But You're a purist, and I'm, and I'm we, a purist. We respect that. Hey, Bruce, Bruce Arians is a purist. We can we can mm -hmm. rock with it, bro. Right. Yeah, he's a non he's a non-dipper too. Yeah, Fifty yeah. percent of the time we eat our wings without blue cheese. It just if we want it if to dip you them, want it. All right, all right. We're, so not we're, we're on the same page here. Okay. I mean, all right. Here's something I gotta figure out. I gotta learn this from you guys. Last week on the podcast, you may have heard it caused some it caused some an uproar in the Bucks community a little bit. And you guys are pretty down into the Bucks community. So you probably heard. Mark and I ranked our top 10 bucks of all time. I watch a lot of football. And I, ever since I was a little kid, I've watched a lot of the history of football. Even though I'm only 31, Stank's about that's, my, that's my real age, by the way. Stank, I know you're probably going to be most offended by this, but I've I, I know a lot about the history of the game compared to other people that are younger that are just like, oh, I've watched since I was born, and so I'm very aware of older players. I'm aware of records, things like that. Okay, so Mark and I rank in our top 10 bucks. I happen to rank one Leroy Selman a little bit lower than Mark would. I ranked him mm -hmm. behind six of what I consider six <laughs> Hall of Fame caliber talents. That's how I consider them. And I include Re Leroy Selman at seven in that. But I said he was the seventh best buck of all time. This is almost I, worse than Grinch. <laughs> I, I'll start with Christian again and work my way around. But I would just like in, in 30 seconds or so, like if you can fit your outrage into 30 seconds or so. Well, actually, let's go longer than 30 seconds. You can feel free to respond to my ranking of Leroy Selman negatively if you'd like, because I know people in the chat have and probably will again now. But also, give, can you give me, like, in bullet point, real quick fashion, your top five bucks of all time from five to one? We'll start with Christian, go to Stank, finish out with the Beard Wonder. I'm going to let you get away with it because you've taken enough of a lashing, and you're going to get it from Stank in a second. So that's right. I'm just... I'm just I'm gonna hit you with it with the disappointed. We're, you know we're all parents here, John. Look, you're disappointed in you, John. You made some bad choices. I right. picked six good players ahead of him, though. Like, did. I good, but I really did. Mister Buccaneer, I believe I'm gonna leave it there. Listen, okay, five for me. Scotty Miller. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Whoa, you took <laughs> knew, my number one, bro. You I took my number say, one. I knew one of you was gonna say. I'm it. kidding. So listen, uh, in my opinion, Matt Gay. Five is Mike Evans. I mean. The way he started his career consistently with the inconsistent quarterback play, what he's done. I mean, he's a you said it last week, he's a hall of he's a first battle hall of famer at this point. Yeah, 
It's not even a question. Yep. Um, best offensive player in Bucks history, in my opinion. Mike Evans, number five. Number four, Rondé Barber. Redefined an entire position, created one. I mean, players now are making money because of yep. what, what he's done as far as playing the slot, blitzing off the edge. Just a different cat. Mr. 2020, Mr. 2020. It, it, it's a shame he's not in the – like, well, how is he not in the Hall of Fame? He doesn't have me presenting him. Because Scott Reynolds isn't presenting him. That's why. Mm. Or for me. Listen, hot take. He deserved to be in there over Lynch. Oh, he did. That's not a hot take to me. Yeah, for sure. Lynch is not a Hall of Famer, guys, just so you know. Number number three, Sap, because I can't list him any higher than that because he's not Mm. my boy Sam. Sam is my brother, so take that. Brooks. Brooks is amazing. I mean, it's Derek Brooks. Who's your favorite player, Mr. Derek? It's Derek Brooks, man. He also redefined a position, in my opinion, because yep. when he came in, it was like, yo, you're, you're like a safety. You're too light to play linebacker. And he came in, it was like the you know, fastest linebacker. It's just insane. It's Derek Brooks. And number one is Mr. Buccaneer, bro. Leroy Selman. What is wrong with you, John? I'm <laughs> like, one more time, I'm disappointed in you. Thank God. I well, I will say this before Stank goes. I got there is clearly a like downpouring outside of my house right now. If you can hear the raindrops hitting the window, same here. There is, as there always is in Tampa Bay. I've learned through my seven months here, it is a very good chance that one or all of us lose power at some point. So, just wanted to make fans aware of that in case they couldn't hear it. Stank, go ahead. I mean, me. John, it is lightning season, is it not? <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, I completely failed uh, uh, this assignment because I thought I thought it was list your favorite, like my favorites. Okay, go what. ahead. List your favorites. We're just going to take your list, Wait, clip it. Stank, we're going to put it on social media attention. and we're going to say these Mm-mm. are the Matt, Matt five didn't pay attention yeah. And, and, yeah, and didn't come prepared, huh? Wow. Sounds so unlike Scotty you, man. Miller. Wow. I had Scotty Miller on here twice. Weird. Uh, <laughs> no, anyways, uh, sap. I'm gonna start with one. I'm not gonna do like Sam or, or uh, Christian, which is like make you know tease my number one. My number one is Warren Sap, uh, um, specifically because he doesn't like Samer. Uh, yeah. He used to be too, but as soon as he told Samer to GF so yourself, uh, I was like, <laughs> immediately sliding them up. Who's that to Samer, the great Samer? And what was so funny about that conversation? Unless I mean, if you know Warren, it's like whatever, but. The funniest thing is that you were so like non-confrontational with him. I felt like it was just like I a made very a pleasant, joke. Yeah, I made like, a joke, and he was just like, I don't know he if was he just, I don't know if he just gotten in an argument with a prostitute or what it was, but he was just not happy that day. So he took it completely out on me. I don't know if he couldn't get the prostitute to get off his fishing boat. What something happened? Something happened. And he got extremely unhappy, and he just took it out on me. And I was like, you know what, man? No one talks to me like that. You're not coming on this podcast. All right, so hey, now hey, he's not. Scotty Miller, Stag, please. Uh. <laughs> Say it, bro. Oh, my God. Well, uh, number two on my list is Doug Williams. I, I grew up with the guy. I had a personal relationship with him. To me, he's the best Bucks quarterback of all time. Name drop. Yeah, outside of Tom Brady now, but uh, the only franchise quarterback this team has ever really had. Um, Rondé Barber. Number three, uh, you can't argue with made make the biggest play at the biggest time in the history of the team. This guy still doesn't get enough credit. I think he redefined the position, uh, Ronnie Barber. Mike Allstott, um, you're I don't so know. wrong right now. <laughs> like I said, this is my favorite, you're not so the best. The, 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 the we are gonna five, clip though. this, we're clipping this and putting it on social media. Though, you as, completely clip it, baby. his top five bucks. This is my time. top five Mike favorite. Allstott, Mike, yes. Allstott. Mike Allstott is Thank one you. of my top five favorite bucks of all time. <laughs> yeah, not yeah. that he's the top five best buck, he's my MI favorite list of bucks. Okay, all you're, time. You're, you're, you're not allowed to talk. We're just gonna no, no, I'm finishing my list. I'm finishing my list. And number five, I Number Wait, you have Michael said higher than somebody else? There's still someone else. Oh, he wow. was the last? Oh, wow. <laughs> I thought that was five. You know, no. this isn't a top 25, right? No, I've only named five. I've only, well, you know, Scotty Miller doesn't count. He wasn't actually on my list. Uh, and then number five for me, Levante David. Uh, obviously, one of the greatest players of all time. I, I, I think the guy is special. I think he's a Hall of Famer. Um, so that's my top five favorite, not the top five best bucks of all time. Clearly, I left. Derek Brooks off of there, so the list is invalid if you don't have him on there. But these are my okay. top five favorites. All right. Favorites, all right, all right, different flavor mm-hmm. for it. I like it. I appreciate it. Uh, what, what do you got, Samer? So, so it's a little difficult for me, right? Because I, I like Doug Williams, and I understand the history of Doug Williams. Like yes. Stank said, only, really the only franchise quarterback we've ever had. Yeah. Um, and I don't know where to rank Jameis because he's obviously everyone's favorite quarterback, right? Joking. So, um, <laughs> right now, I would say Leroy's. <laughs> So I, I didn't I didn't grow up watching Leroy Selman. I understand 
he's a Hall of Famer, and I totally respect everything about Leroy. So Leroy has to be my number five. Right? Okay, just, all right. He That's, has to be number five. It's the closest and, anybody's come to number seven, by the way. I appreciate you trying to make me feel a little bit better there. <laughs> no, he should not be outside of your top five. Like, this is the bare minimum. I'm giving him the bare minimum only because maybe I didn't understand the impact that he had because I didn't watch it. So, you know, I've only seen clips. Um, okay. and I respect, it, I respect that. Yeah, so, so and then above him, um, man, this is going to be kind of crazy, but I, I would put uh, Mike Evans. Mike Evans would be at number four because he sure. is yeah. – in all the years I've watched football, Buccaneer football, he's the best offensive weapon we yeah. have ever had. And it's not even close. And like people, oh, work done. Oh, you had Keyshawn John. No, it's not even close. It's, no, not, it's not even close. No. Right. And then number three, and he was he was number two, but now he's number three because of recent <laughs> incidents. Uh Warren Sapp, because he would single-handedly just destroy teams and, and win games, which is insane to think about from a defensive tackle position. He would affect games like a quarterback. It was crazy. And he the stuff he would do with Brett Favre and the jawing. And I mean, seeing him go up to to, to that to the Packers head coach say, after, say Brett after Favre that game. Again. Say Brett Favre Brett, again. Brett Favre. Brett Favre. And so all like all of the stuff that came with Warren Tapp, I loved him on the field. And I just can't put him in, you know, any lower than number three. And then at number two, it's really tight because I I, I don't know why, but I have this like I love Rondé Barber. Mm -hmm. uh, something about his story, the way he came in, and he just worked his way to what I what I consider legendary, and and then obviously what he did—the single greatest play in Buccaneers history. Uh, Rondé Barber is number two, and there's a reason he's behind me on the wall here. And uh, obviously, he's kind of like my best friend too. I met him the other day. Anyway, so number two, and then number one, Derek Brooks. Uh, just the perfect professional in mm -hmm. every aspect of it: off the field, on the field, in the locker room behind the microphone um he just he was he's the greatest buccaneer of all time and i know that's gonna piss people off that it's not leroy selman but the greatest buccaneer of all time is Derek brooks and it's not even close so he i think he's even been robbed of a couple of defensive players of the year player of the mm -hmm. year awards but yeah. i mean what he did that super bowl year i don't think i've ever seen a linebacker do anything like that the number of touchdowns he scored just all of it i mean that and 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 one a i'll put one more up top buzzer buzzer no, give me one A. I need to hear this uh, now because sure? I want to. Yes, I want to know if it's going to make me feel better about Chris, my did, list. Did you say Chris Conti? Uh, no. What? Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 Chris Baker. No, Savvy Piscatelli. No, no, Gerald McCoy. Come on, my favorite Buccaneer. Gerald. Of all time. No way. Are you? Are you no, you're lying. <laughs> He's lying. No, dude. I hate Gerald McCoy. I'm happy that man's gone. Get out of here. No, right, how, do you hate, how can you hate that man? I love Gerald. Uh, Bob, I love that. It's just man. you Great versus dude. Bucks defensive tackles. I think that's the thing. Like Sam, no, I'm, like I'm okay being hated by a Hall of Famer. I'm not okay, <laughs> you know, being hated by some guy who's just some dude. <laughs> wow. wow. Times, so how many wait, times can you, you rip your this. bicep? Let me ask you guys this though. Levante David for me was number four on my list. Okay. Mm. I I had him ahead of guys. I had Levante ahead of Selman, and I had Levante. Ahead of no nobody else that you named other than Allstar, obviously. <laughs> He's obviously had Allstar. So would you say is Levante David at six? Is that like Mark Cook had him out of the top eleven? No, he had him twelve. No, no, no. He's I don't know how you can do that. I mean, I think he's, he's just been a special player. I mean, he's produced in every single defense that he's been in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, put, elite put coverage, in. elite blitzer, great run defense. I mean, what Nothing I, I love what I love when they posted that that article or something like that on uh Travis Kelsey, like uncoverable, and people were using the meme of Levante State. Like, uh, excuse me. It's yeah. funny he finally gets that respect, but he's been honestly playing at a, that level or better throughout his entire career than he was last he, season. He'd, so he'd be number seven for me, man. He'd be yep. he'd be number seven because I put Simeon Rice at six, honestly. Yeah. I mean, Mark had like Mike Allstott and James Wilder ahead of him, and like no. Simeon. By the way, thank you, John, for yeah. for your, your 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 when you touched on Simeon in, the, oh in that God. in that in that episode because my God, just nationally, just disrespected, man. Freaky too. How do we not? We don't even talk about him for the Hall of Fame. I, every time mm -hmm. I talk about it, it, gets me riled up. He it's was, long. It's longevity with him. Uh, you know, that's the reason he doesn't get talked about. For like the, he should. Well, for the Bucks, I get that, but for his NFL career, what he played right. like twelve seasons. I mean, it was. And you guys I mean, touched on you guys touched on his sacks, uh, the way he batted the ball down, his interceptions. Um, one thing you guys didn't touch on is, I I almost expected a strip sack, a strip. Yes. Fumble. He right, was right. 19, 19 in like five seasons with the Bucks. Yeah, nuts. 
What always stood out to me about Simeon is it's just like he never forgot his routine for Pop Warner. He'd always be on his knees before he got into a stance, just like the, just like you teach a little kid on the defensive line from from yeah. you know from a little from being young. That guy was a, a freaking nature man, cat like quickness off the edge. Yeah. And imagine like, if he played in today's game. I mean, to, if he even ten years later, you know, I mean, it's obviously he played at you know at a time where you know it was it was run defense, which he was never an elite run defender. I get it, but like. That was coming out of a little bit out of, you know, popularity. And then pass rush was becoming more prominent. But really, if he'd have played even 10 years later, his athleticism, his length, I mean, I think we'd be talking about his defense player of the year on a regular basis. Dude, uh, dude, what he did, what he did when they faced Mike Vick. Yeah. That alone, Mm -hmm. just look at that tape that he had from like, I think it was four different games against Mike Mm -hmm. Vick. That should put him in the Hall of Fame. The stuff that he did. Chasing that man around, understanding gap integrity and making sure he didn't create a lane like, I mean, the entire Bucks defense played Mike Vick ridiculously, but what he did against Mike Vick and how he would show up, and he wasn't that big of a human being. He was he was tall, he was long, but he wasn't like like JPP had. You could see JPP's got some like muscle to him. Mm-hmm. Simeon, no offense to him, he really didn't for for a guy like in his position, and then he still yeah. produced. And when he came to Tampa Bay, he did play the run. That was one yeah. thing that he did he did improve on because right. Sap made him improve on it. Yeah, yeah, you're not you're not gonna underrated. you're not gonna not play the run in Monty's defense. Right, right, it's right like exactly. twelve guys to the ball. Those were the old days. Eleven, with, 11 guys fall. Twelve with, with the sw- <laughs> with the with the swag, man. I, I miss, yeah, bro. The twelfth man. Miss, I I miss uh, in between you know TV timeouts. Yeah, sat bouncing around, and my favorite was Simeon Rice playing the air guitar. It was like, oh man, he is hyped up, bro. He's about to go murder somebody. The John, swagger, you, John. If you take Derek out of that 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 defense, that Dungey defense, that Monty defense, and put Levante in, it's the same. Are you gonna Are you gonna skip a beat? No, I, I really don't think you do. I really don't know. I mean, I have Brooks as the number one. I had him a number one on my list. So, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously I have him a little bit higher. So maybe, but uh, just because, Brooks production was just so ridiculous. I mean, mm-hmm. and he was obviously in an age where linebacker coverage was much more simplistic than it is now. So like if you looked at it schematically and I know Bucks fans probably don't want to go there, but Levante David, what he's asked to do on a regular basis for the box, at least in this scheme, I can't say I've studied him every single year. I definitely know there's been years where I watched him. And I was like, you know, before I covered the box, I was like, just wow. Like, but what in full scheme, I mean, he's just asked to do a ton. I mean, Devin White doesn't get asked to do the things that Levante David gets asked to do. Doesn't mean he can't do them someday, but it's just so David's so good at it right now. Not many linebackers in the league get asked to do what he's asked to do, you know. So that is a huge part of context that I think fans kind of look over when they're looking at production and stuff. So my short answer to you would be no, I don't think that they do miss much of a beat um but it's hard again it's hard to compare as in brooks era it was mm-hmm. tons of zone coverage he excelled at it um there's no doubt about it he was probably one of the best ever in, in zone coverage and ball skills mm-hmm. just yeah, instincts yeah, yeah right like smart. he was just so sharp uh and david has that too they've they've had two of the best ever they really have and i it's what's the shame is that the brooks is like the easy hall of famer in my opinion like no question no doubt mm-hmm. about it was always going to happen Levante, it should be that easy to me, like to put him in. But because we've only seen, you know, what the, the all pros have been fewer and the, the Pro Bowls, what one because of that, I think that we probably won't see Levante respected, you know, post career the same way we did. I mean, look at the defenses he's played on. He had to play under, he, under some of the Mike worst defenses. Smith. Yeah, Mike Smith's defense. 14 he, he still coverage. produced. 14. Different coverages. I feel bad for Levante. I really do. I mean, he's getting some of the love now, man. It's awesome. Uh, If you watch the episode, by the way, if you guys haven't seen the episode with Jason Light, uh, our Loose Cannons episode, it's the last one we did. Check it out because uh, Jason talks about his favorite player, uh, the one he felt the most happy for uh, in winning the Super Bowl. He talks about his love for Levante. It was, it's awesome. So genuine. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you definitely got to check that out. But, Yeah, man, I'm I'm glad he's finally getting some run nationally because he's right. been he's been disrespected and the, the guy is just a great guy on the field and off the field, just like Brooks. Right. All right, the, we got to wrap up this. Sh- oh, good. The important thing, just one last thing on him. The important thing for Levante is he finally got a championship. Yeah. Because he'd never mm-hmm. been to the playoffs, and getting that championship does help when it comes to those votes and, and you know the Hall of Fame and all that discussion that goes around it. Oh, was he a champion? If it's a no, Levante's probably never going to be a Hall of Famer. He yeah. has the ring now. Maybe now he'll get a little bit more national attention and people will remember him and think a little bit differently about him because it's unfortunate. He's been in the league this whole time. He's only been to the playoffs one time. Yeah. 
Yeah, it is unfortunate. And hopefully it's something that changes uh, eventually. Uh, obviously this year, expect that if he can, these next two years, if it can be special in terms of a postseason run, it, mm. it will change the perception. We're right or wrong, or whether it should take that or not. It, it, he had a those, pretty special Super Bowl. Yeah, I, he did. And it, it, and honestly, he had a really good season. I don't know whether, again, like the, people look over stuff like the forced fumbles. But yeah, he did. He dropped two picks last year. And if he catches those two picks, it's so dumb. This is why stat-based stuff is so dumb. If he literally just catches them, like the whole perception around is like he's, you know, first team all pro, he's first team pro bowl. Like, no question he is. But again, like that's people. Why is just pro why is pro bowl even I don't know, a, a measure? But that's I know, and we don't care about it, maybe because we know it's a joke, but voters care about it and fans, you know, are I mean, uh contracts matters for contracts, you know, and fan voting is a huge part in it. It's dumb. It, I mean. No offense to Alex Kappa, but you're leading all guards and votes for the Pro Bowl. Like, I love Alex Kappa. I think he's a really good player, but you're the John, best. Shut your mouth. Best. Shut your <laughs> mouth, John. People saying he's the best guard in the league. There's a better guard in the team. Shut your mouth. Every offensive lineman on this team is the best at their position. I agree. Wait, how could he be? But who's a better guard, Ali Marpet or Alex yeah, Kappa? They are, both, they are both the best. You got to pick one. They're no, on both different sides. They're different sides. Cut it out, John. What kind of Cap name is John anyway? I'm getting mad right now. You're talking about wow. my boy Kappa. I've Listen. never seen Samer's pores open up, but I think they're starting hey, to. No. Hey, the, the dude plays. He's a good player. He, he played with a broken arm. With a broken arm, Kappa. And he tried to play with a broken leg. He's going to win elite toughness, you. but is he the best guard in the league? I'd like to see you host a podcast with a broken arm, John, or a broken face. Could you do that? I bet nope. you couldn't. His face is Thank broken you. right now. Yep. You would need a face. You would. That's so. The equivalent of a broken arm as an offensive lineman is a broken podcaster jaw. having broken a broken arm. jaw or a broken face, right? Yeah. Or Could broken you do vocal cords like Scott Reynolds. Oh no, I didn't want to go there. So I don't want to go there. We can that's go there. Messed yeah. up, man. This is not. Well, you have the, the people are turning against me. Acorn yeah, there you go. Josh exactly. Oh Thank you. No, no. Everybody wow. in the chat, tell John wow. to shut his dirty mouth. <laughs> shut your dirty mouth, John. Wow. By the way, people did want an update on Scott. He is doing better. I heard his voice today. It's the strongest it's been. He Ooh. is hoping to be back. I think he goes on vacation next week, I want to say. But then he's hoping to be back on the show. It's been a long hat. I mean, he's been off for almost almost two months it'll be by the time he comes back i, I like you john but i miss scott I'm, I'm i miss him yeah. too i miss him <laughs> too. Day, man i miss scott nobody thought it would be scott. this long you did i had a dream Whoa. about scott yeah wait, i mean listen, yeah i can't wait to hear about oh. this he, he he made an epic comeback not only did he he overcome this but he ends up becoming like one of the most famous voice actors in hollywood as a result he totally leaves peter report what if he comes back him. with a different voice no what he, it could happen heard it it could happen it could be it could be more high-pitched it's possibility when you go through these vocal comes exercises, in with a deep, like a deep, a deep baritone. He's voice. in like he's doing the voice therapy. So when you do that, sometimes you have range you didn't have before, and he may, you know, settle on like a falsetto that he never thought that he <laughs> had in his repertoire. And now maybe it's hey, his thing. Scott, I'm gonna text you, buddy. You can work with my son. He can help you with you know some Scott Usher. He, yeah. I love it. I love it. I think it's great stuff. All right, gentlemen, uh, we got to get out of here, man. This show has been a great show. Uh, we've had gotten a lot of insight, and we got to even rip me for multiple things. I thought it was just going to be Leroy Selman, but it was multiple things, and that's always a good show when that happens. So I appreciate you all again, people. Check out loosecannonstravel.com. Look, Mom, check I'm on Peter, Peter Report's podcast. <laughs> Peter Report is crazy. We, we made it. With the, we, we got on Peter Report with the B team. Yeah. <laughs> wow! Oh my God! Scott's not here. Oh, you're Scott's getting suspended. Suspend him. Uh, he is. He's suspended from the pod. Next time, it's just gonna, next time we're just bringing Christian and Stank back to the cigar. Listen, I know. I know. We have like two minutes. I just got to say, guys, on behalf of the loose cannons mm -hmm. on this side of the screen, me and Stank, well, I'm honored to be here. I'm just saying, I wanted Scott to be here. That's all. No, no, I know that, but like sometimes Sam says some stuff that's not. That's not a. I didn't say that. This is not the B team. I have. I love. I love Warren Sapp. Warren, you know me. Me and you were boys, bro. No, me and you are gonna have to have a family meeting now. You loyalty <laughs> should be to us before before Warren. Before. Later, Listen, appreciate y'all jumping on the show. It's great stuff as always with you guys. Check out loosecannonstravel.com and put look at some of the packages these guys have put together. It's really really good stuff. Obviously, drink your Celsius. Stay hydrated. Stay fresh. Stay in shape. Uh, stay healthy. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow on the podcast, 4 p.m. Eastern. Matt Matera making his return to the podcast tomorrow. It's going to be good stuff. We've got, oh, man, we've got a full, we've got Thursday. We've got Paul Atwell coming on the show. By the way, if you guys don't know Paul Atwell, make sure you watch Thursday's show. 
a little hidden gem in the Bucks community is about to be brought to light uh, on Thursday. I'm very excited about Paul Atwell's appearance on the show. Mm-hmm. You're, I, I think you're going to enjoy what Paul has to say. He's got some insights on the Bucks. Everybody wants to know what changed after the bye week. A lot of things have been thrown out there. This man has been studying his stuff. He has thoughts to put out there about what really changed with the Bucks after the bye week and what we can expect moving forward, perhaps even this season, hopefully even this season. It's I thought be it was really your articles. Stuff. I thought it was your articles that changed them at at the halfway I, point. I appreciate this acknowledgement. Yes, that there is truth that the rumors are true. I can confirm, but I'm humble, so I'm not going to put it that way. I'm also no, humble. No, with I'll, you, I'll so. say it. I'll say it. We upgraded. We got rid of Sycamore and the curse. Oh, John came to Tampa and we won a Super Bowl and a Stanley Cup and almost a World and, Series and about I mean, to win another Stanley Cup and Go another Super Bowl. I mean, listen, all I'm saying is all that happened, and I'm still getting disrespected on my own podcast by. Same I mean, don't time. don't talk ill of the greatest offensive lineman. This is just hazing, man. Great. So you just say he's better than Marpat, and he's no. Not, all he's of the them. Greatest. All of them are the greatest offensive line men. I said men, right? Men. men. You're a writer. You men. should know singular everyone. and plural. Men, plural. No. I don't know. It sounded like singular to me. Gold no, bolts, everyone. Man. You ever try to catch yeah. lightning in a bottle four times? Good luck. Listen, wait, what? It's been it's been a great show. It's been terrific. Uh, we appreciate you guys coming. John's on tried here. to end this show like six times. We're, so <laughs> We're not gonna let him. We're not gonna let him. You can't eat Canadian bacon or none of that poutine crap. All right. Next week with the podcast, we've got great guests coming on lined up for you. Ryan Griffin, Tristan Wirfs coming up on the podcast here very soon. We appreciate Whoa. y'all. We love y'all. Thanks so much for listening to another edition of the Pewter Report Podcast. Out. Out. Later. Out. Love you.